Hello, everyone. I want to thank you again for joining me on another episode of Mornings with Ron. This week is kind of a special episode. This time of year for me is sometimes a, a difficult one, but also a good one in a way that it reminds me of this incredible legacy that my grandmother left for me. Many of you know that my grandmother in the last years of her life um, had dementia and was in a nursing home. It was really my visits to her in her senior community that was the catalyst for my starting this incredible program that's been going on for over four years now called Bring Smiles to Seniors. Most of you are familiar with it, but those who aren't, it's an organization that works with schools, civic organizations, companies, individuals, and an amazing network of card artists across the country who make greeting cards for us that we then deliver to seniors in assisted living facilities, independent living facilities, nursing homes, Meals on Wheels programs across the country, and seniors at home. And its growth has been pretty incredible in that the first year we delivered about 7,700 cards. This year, due to COVID and seniors in isolation, we've delivered over 109,000 cards already. These are all cards that are donated by individuals across the country. When I was visiting my grandmother in the nursing home, I, you know, would go through the halls and just see the loneliness on people's face. And as I talked to the nurses, the nurses would tell me that there were many individuals who didn't get visitors from the outside, who never got cards, who never got acknowledged, that often felt like that they were they were forgotten and that um, their families just weren't a part of their lives anymore. And so I started this uh, program by making sure that we remembered those that paved the way for us, that we remembered how important that seniors are for doing the things that we're able to do today because they laid the groundwork for us to be able to do that. And I felt like it was incredibly important to honor them. And my grandmother really was the catalyst for this. And she was an incredible woman who raised three of her children on her own since the 1940s, a very, very strong religious woman who was a big, big influence on my life as I was growing up. As you know, unlike uh, normal kids who were out with their friends, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother visiting people around town, sitting with the sick and the elderly. And they, you know, found a place into my heart as I did all of the things that she did. And I learned from her how important it was to take care of those who need us. So, as a part of the Bring Smiles to Seniors organization, we obviously have a Facebook page. We now have a private group under that page that mails the seniors at homes that was aptly named Lola Smile Bunch because Grandma Lola is my grandmother's name. And then we have a private group of card makers who share their ideas. And it's been beautiful to watch this thing grow. So the reason I'm doing the podcast this week is um, this is the fourth anniversary of her passing on August 7th. And while, yes, I am sad because I'm, I miss her terribly. I'm incredibly grateful for this legacy that she has left me. In my book that I wrote recently, Mornings with Ron, I devoted a part of the book to her um, about some of the stories that kind of just show the type of woman that she is, the amazing woman that she was, and the legacy that she has left for me to be able to carry on the work that she did throughout her life to make sure that I was honoring her through the rest of my life. I want to do two parts to this. This week, I'll share five of the messages from the book. And then in the next podcast, I'll share the other five that are part of the book. 
hopefully that something in these messages will resonate with you and remind you of your own grandmother and what she meant and brought to your life. So with that, let's get started with the first message, Grandma Lola May never start a job unless. One of the most precious things that grandparents and parents pass on to their children are those little pearls of wisdom that they learned in their lives that guide and direct ours. We may not see or agree with the wisdom at the time, but inevitably we face a situation where a recollection of that pearl is exactly what we need to get us through. An experience in high school showed me just how valuable that wisdom can be. When I was growing up, my grandmother got me a job at Ben Franklin, the local five and dime store. The owner asked my grandmother if I would come to work for him. I worked there for the last three years of high school until I went off to college. Although a fair man, he was definitely a taskmaster. He was often brash, expected perfection, and added a lot of unneeded stress to the position. There were many times when I would go home crying and I just wanted to quit. When I would do this, I was always met with the same comment from my grandmother. You can't quit, she would say. My grandmother would tell me to buck up and do my best. My grandmother also reminded me that throughout your life, you're going to work for people who may not be easy to work for, and it will be impossible for you to walk away every time you aren't happy. She also shared these words that have resonated with me my entire life. Never start a job unless you're going to finish it. Never do a job unless you're going to do it right. Those words have served me well and helped me get through many situations in life, despite sometimes difficult circumstances. Although we may not absorb these pearls of wisdom when they are given, we eventually learn that there are times when our elders really do know best. We can learn from their experience if we only take the time to truly listen. This second story has to do with the holidays, and I can never go through the holidays without thinking about my grandmother standing in front of a store ringing the bell for the Salvation Army because she felt like she owed them because of what they gave her earlier in her life when she was trying to take care of her children. So I titled this message, Grandma Lola May Ringing the Bell. My grandmother was a strong woman. She had to be, raising three children on her own in the 1940s after my grandfather left. She would often tell me stories of the hard times and how difficult it was to make sure there was food on the table and clothes on her children's backs. She wasn't afraid of the hard work needed to make that happen. She worked in a canning plant and a meatpacking plant for years until she landed a job at the Florida School for Boys, where she worked for over 40 years. Until the time she retired, she was the warehouse manager on campus. It was normal for me to go see her after school and find her driving the forklift, moving pallets around, and she kept meticulous books and records, and her warehouse was spotless. During this time, she had what she needed to care for herself, but the earlier days caring for her children weren't so easy. In the early years of her children's lives, she often said she would not have been able to put food on the table had it not been for the help she got from the Salvation Army. However, she would also say that with that help came responsibility. Because of her need to honor them for most of her life, until she no longer could do so, you would always find her in front of a store with a bell in her hand and a kettle by her side collecting donations during the holidays. With her children grown and her newfound self-sufficiency, she no longer needed the Salvation Army, but she knew they needed her, and she never forgot that. You see, her strength came not only from her religious beliefs, and she was definitely a woman of God, it came from her ingrained belief that no matter how little you had, 
You always gave back and thanks for what you were given. I really believe that it was her struggle to survive that gave her the will and the passion to take care of others later in her life, a gift she so generously passed on to me. When she passed several years ago, we were going through old photos to make a collage for her service. I came upon many pictures that showed her strength and vitality. They also showed a woman ready to take on life no matter what was thrown at her, and take on life she did. There is no doubt in my mind that up in heaven, she's still driving forklifts, keeping spotless warehouses, and ringing those bells. Anyone who knew my grandmother knows that um, one of the things that was most famous about her is uh, her pound cake. And her pound cake recipe has been made and shared by, I can't tell you how many countless individuals. The cake was something that will always be a special memory for me. And sometimes I feel like when I'm making her cake, and I've done that several times over the last few weeks as you know, we're at this time of year with her passing, that she somehow she's guiding my hand in the bowl as I'm mixing the batter to you know make what will ultimately be her pound cake. And so that will always be a special memory for me. And of course, I had to write a message, Grandma Lolame, the cake. Anyone who knew my grandmother knew that she made the best pound cake on the planet. She had her own special recipe. It was a delicious lemon pound cake with a crunchy top. Those who had the pleasure of savoring a piece of this cake had their own way of eating it. Some would eat the bottom first and save the top for last. Others would warm it and put a little butter on it as if it didn't have enough butter already. Others would freeze it and save it for another day to roast. And no matter your choice, every bite contained a little bit of her love that made it even more special. As long as I can remember, my grandma would bake cakes and take them to the sick and the elderly and to places all over town. When she would go to the bank, she would put a slice in the teller's drawer with her deposit. When she would go to the doctor, she would take an entire cake for the staff. We came from a small town. And everywhere she went, everyone knew about Grandma Lola's pound cake. It was not unusual for her to make three to five cakes in a day. I mean, she had a lot of people to serve. My grandmother lived with my mom and dad for many years, and she spent her last three years in a nursing home due to her dementia. Her cake baking got to the point where my parents were buying flour and sugar for her in 25-pound bags and eggs by the dozens. She had her own special way of cutting out circles from cardboard boxes for the bases of the cakes. She knew exactly when to wrap the cakes after cooling to make sure they stayed soft and delicious when they were delivered. And anyone who knew her knew about and wanted her cake. Because her cakes were part of the very essence of who she was, one of the hardest moments for me was when her dementia got to the point where she could no longer bake. The cakes no longer came out perfect because there was too much flour or too much sugar or she had forgotten the eggs or had not remembered that they were in the oven at all. Her memory faded until she reached the point where she was no longer able to bake at all. Fortunately, my mom has mastered my grandmother's techniques, and her legacy lives on. When I think back on all the smiles she created with those cakes, the sick she made feel better, the lonely she brought some warmth to, and the pure joy that she brought to so many, it makes my heart full. These weren't just cakes— these were Grandma Lola May's pound cakes. They are the one of the things I miss about her most of all. Sometimes if I close my eyes and imagine, I can still smell them baking in the oven and wonder if I can sneak a piece before she has a chance to notice. When I was a kid, I had a paper route 
And um, I used to go and do my paper route, and you'll hear this in the story. But there was a process that I went through at the end of this paper route that you know still resonates with me today that w- involved my grandmother. And so this is probably one of the stories that stands out to me more than any of the others because um, it was a lesson that she taught me early on that still I feel has so much importance today to not only me, but to others that hear it. And this one is called Grandma Lola May, The Jar. When I was a kid, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. She lived alone, and I would often stay over at her house and go to school straight from there. I loved my sleepovers, except for the fact that she always made me eat oatmeal in the morning before I went to school. I hated oatmeal, but she told me it would keep me full and make me strong, so I obliged. Now, in full disclosure, I love oatmeal today. We lived in a small town, and I had a paper route delivering the local newspaper. When I'd return from my route, we would sit down and count out the change I had in my pocket from the money I had made along the way. Up on the shelf, she would keep a mason jar. My grandmother would take down the jar, and half of what I made would go in the jar, and the other half I could spend however I wanted. We did this repeatedly during the time I continued my paper route. When I asked her why we were doing this, she told me how she struggled through her life, that she wanted me to go to college, and she wanted to make sure that I always had something. She told me that as long as there was money in the jar, I would never be broke. I sort of understood it at the time, but later in life, I would learn what it meant. As I went through life, that jar became a symbol of so many things for me. I met people whose jar was empty that I could help fill a little. I encountered people whose emotional jar was empty and I could help nourish them. And most of all, I revered the fact that it meant so much to my grandmother to see that my jar was never empty but it honored her by making sure that it never was. I also honored her dream and went on to finish college, eventually earning an MBA. For years, I kept a $50 bill folded and tucked in my wallet so that I would never be out of money, even when times were bleak. I still have a jar, no longer a mason jar, but an electronic one that reminds me of the lesson she taught. To this day, when I see a mason jar, I think of my grandmother and smile. I remember how important it is for your jar never to be empty and how equally important it is to make sure that other people's jars are not empty as well. For this last message, when my grandma retired from work, she got a trip and I was able to go on this trip with her. And it was probably one of my most embarrassing times with her, but it was also one of my most fun and memorable times with her. So please enjoy Grandma Lola May the trip. My grandmother worked for a school for wayward boys for 40 years. Although she held various positions during her tenure there, I think the one thing she was most proud of was her last job as warehouse manager. She ran a meticulous warehouse that was responsible for an inventory of all the supplies that came in and went out of the campus. Those who knew her knew that she was not afraid of hard work. It was in her DNA, and she lived her life that way. Any task she asked her employees to do, she did herself. It didn't matter if it was bookkeeping, cleaning, rearranging, or even driving the forklift. You could eat off the floor in her warehouse, and she demanded excellence not only from her employees, but from herself. And when she finally decided to retire, there were a lot of sad people on the campus. They got together and threw her a party. In addition, they collected money and gave her a trip to the Bahamas for two. I was the lucky recipient of the second slot on that trip, and Grandma and I set off to celebrate her retirement. 
Now, most people would think that going on vacation with your grandmother wouldn't exactly be ideal. But I will tell you that for me, it was the trip of a lifetime. Not only did I get to experience another place, I got to experience it through her eyes, and that made it special and created memories that have lasted a lifetime. We experienced the local culture, shopped in the local shops, and dined on the local food. But one experience stood out from all the rest. In our hotel, a Las Vegas-style show was part of our trip package. As the curtain opened and the set was revealed, we were excited to see the glitz and glamour of it all. As the show started, the showgirls paraded out on the stage, and I quickly noticed that they were topless. I was completely horrified. I couldn't even look at my grandmother, but when I finally did, she was stoic with no expression on her face at all. I crouched down on my seat and held my breath, and we made it through. And after the show, we shared not a word of what we had just seen, and I sure wasn't going to bring it up. The point of the story is this. As life goes by, we are presented with chances to create memories with those we love. It is so important to take advantage of those opportunities. Doing so gives us a book full of wonderful memories that stay with us long after our loved one is gone. Failing to do so creates missed opportunities that we don't get a second chance to experience. When I was visiting my grandmother in the last days of her life, I didn't see the small, frail woman who was sitting in the wheelchair in front of me. I saw the vibrant, strong woman who walked on the beach with me in the Bahamas, who took me for a ride on the forklift in her warehouse, and who remained calm and stoic while I was horrified during the show. I saw the vibrant, strong woman who walked on the beach with me in the Bahamas, who took me for a ride on the forklift in her warehouse, and who remained calm and stoic while I was horrified during the show. I knew that although she didn't remember me outwardly, somewhere deep inside, we were still walking on the beach in the Bahamas together. And there you have it. That's a few stories about Grandma Lola in this part one of a two-part series. We have those people that come into our lives that have such an effect on our lives that you know that we were just meant to be born to them. For me, my Grandma Lola was one of those people. I hope that something in these messages stirs a memory that you have of someone who's special in your past. And I hope that the messages that I share with you about my grandmother remind you of something that you went through in your childhood that maybe you forgot. That is, uh, it'll prompt a thought to come back to you that will help you as you continue to navigate your life path going forward. So stay tuned for part two. Thank you for being with me today and thank you for sharing in these memories. And thank you to everyone who's been a part of the Bring Smiles to Seniors program and been a part of this incredible legacy that we've had going for the last four years that will hopefully continue for many years into the future as we continue to bring smiles to seniors, one smile, one card at a time. Until next time, be safe, be well, take care of you and take care of those that you love.